The Utah Jazz have the number 9, the number 16, and the number 18th overall picks in this year's draft. Now, while they may not hold on to all those picks, we're going to talk about some of the best prospects they can get at those picks. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, and let's get right into it. So we're covering the Utah Jazz today in our draft coverage. We're going by team by team, and the Jazz have the 9, 16th, and 18th overall picks in this year's draft. Now, I do not expect the Utah Jazz to draft all those selections. They have so many draft picks coming in over the next two, three, four years that they just can't realistically hold on to all of them. So I do maybe expect even the Utah Jazz to package the 16th and the 18th pick to maybe do something else, maybe move on from one of those. They also have picks in the second round, which we're not going to cover just because it's so many picks. But the Utah Jazz, their roster right now, you don't know what they're going to do. They could trade. There's even some rumblings that they could look to move Laurie Marketing after his bounce-back season. But ultimately, we're going to look at the best prospects I feel are available here at number 9, 16, and 18 for them. And we're going to start off with Grady Still, one, I did not expect to be talking about Dick on the podcast this much, but, you know, it is what it is. When you look at Grady Dick, he projects to be a shooting guard at the next level, 6'8", 205 pounds. And while he can put on about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle in, in the next level, he has enough athleticism at his position with his basketball IQ. He that That's the one of the biggest things with Grady Dick is his basketball IQ is top-notch. Some of the best basketball IQ you may find at, in this draft this year. He also is going to be a knock down three-point shooter at the next next level that's it 42 percent three-point field goal percentage over and taking over five three-pointers per game that's what you need to see and he's going to be an elite at the corner three at the next level as well he has the deep jump shot to go along with enough athleticism he's a solid passer as well he's an active defender Grady Dick is a solid pick in any of the areas anywhere between 10 and like 15 if you get Grady Dick there you're getting a pretty solid a prospect, right? And so he moves well without the ball. He understands how to how to move. He he's a smart player, so he understands how to read defenses. He also is a a threat to take one dribble and shoot the ball almost from anywhere um <laughs> around and, and 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 that's what makes him so dangerous as a shooter, right? He's going to be a floor spacer at the next level. Um and you know, especially in transition, the way that he can stop and pop in transition is going to be nice. He can also finish around the rim right some not through like major contact because he isn't like the a world beater athlete or anything like that but he has enough and if you give him enough space and he has the daylight to go he's gonna go he's not an elite athlete by any stretch of the imagination he's not fast or quick per se he just knows how to pick his angles he knows how to use his body and that length as well to get off he it's, and so he has a lack of length also which you may be worried about him a little bit at defensively at the next level is one of his biz- biggest weaknesses but I think he's an active enough defender and he's not afraid of contact at all that he may be tough enough to play to be a solid team defender not by any stretch of the imagination a lockdown defender but a a solid team defender if you have your defense your team defense at a certain level Grady Dick can can definitely uh thrive in those areas so overall uh, I like him as a prospect, especially in that in the after number ten. He, I mean, there there may be a team that maybe reaches on him and goes before them, but I like Grady Dick in that area. And right here at number nine, I think is a is a fair draft selection for him as well. It may be a little bit of a reach. There are other prospects that the Utah Jazz can go with higher upside. Um, at that level, and one of them is Bilal uh Kolibali. 
And so uh, Kolib Bully, I think out of France, 6'7", 200 pounds, small forward, hugely athletic, has the exact opposite, right, of Grady Dick in the sense that he has tremendous, tremendous upside. He had a late growth spurt going from 5'11 to 6'6 and over the course of a year, a 7'3 wingspan. You, when you look at, like, how, how smooth he is as an athlete as well, he has a solid feel for the game. That basketball IQ needs some work in some areas. Great leaping ability. He has a good, good enough to get that second leap as well, which projects for him to be a solid rebounder and rim protector at the next level. Um, he can even do Euro steps in transition, which is wild when you look at the, the, the size that he is. He's one of those more modern-day forwards that has, has a lot of guard skills on top of being a forward, has that length as well. Um, he moves away from the ball. He cuts to the basket pretty well. Uh, the, the, he has a, a solid enough release on the shot. He needs some, to work on some mechanics as well. But, again, spot-up situations he's not the best in yet, and he looks kind of uncomfortable at times with the ball in his hand. Some of his weaknesses, he needs to bulk up considerably at the next level. We mean hugely. And he, while he does have a great feel for the game already, he's not a finished product at any stretch of the imagination. He's hugely raw offensively, right? He's going to get by on some athleticism things and in transition. But again, he needs some work on the mid-range shot, needs some work on the post if that ends up being spot-up shots as well. Uh, he, needs to, he needs to work on. And his shot release, while the quickness of it is good, like I said, he needs some works on the mechanic of that. Ball handling is a bit of a mixed bag for him as well so far. But again, there's enough raw talent there that you can see himself working himself out of it. So again, I like him here for the Utah Jazz as well. Next up, Anthony Black, who's popped up on a lot of lists. It really just comes down to what do you want, right? And how do you rate his offensive game? Because while he has all the physical tools to be a, a, a great perimeter player at the next level, explosive athleticism, uh, lateral uh, quickness, dynamic speed. He has all of that quick first step, right? He's more of a distributor now, but he can finish around the rim. And like I said before, if you if you have a team that plays more up-tempo, he's going to attack the, 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 the rim aggressively. And he's a pretty solid rebounder at his size as well. 6'7", 214 pounds, nice wingspan on him as well. He's a solid passer in transition. He's a definitely a hugely unselfish player. He just mid-range really good, too. I'm sorry, mid-air really good, too, as far as adjusting the contact. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things you want to see. Now, some of the things with it is that, of course, as with a lot of young players, can be really reliant on what, what they uh, have uh, 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 athleticism-wise. And so, you know, he, he has a, a, enough of a three-point shot there as well where, you know, he can hit it. You can see that maybe turning into a weapon for him, especially out there on the corners. But Anthony Black, I like overall for the Utah Jazz, too especially if they end up like losing some of their key players there as well, like a Jordan Clarkson, something like that. I like Anthony Black there for the Utah Jazz. And then lastly, uh, when we go into what they can do at 16 and 18, right? First up, a player that I've not covered yet, and that's Jalen Hood Shafino. This guy is a combo guard at the next level, 6'6", 215 pounds, a 6'10", 10 wingspan, um, physical at both ends of the ball, right? He more so than getting out in transition, he fits in a more slower-paced, methodical-type uh, half-court offense. He's comfortable handling the ball. He's, he's really smart as far as the basketball IQ uh, side of things. He's great in the pick-and-roll game, and he has a nice dribble handoff game as well. Um, unselfish, great floor vision as well. Um, I, he has a solid mid-range shot as, uh, also. He's a great slasher. The slashing ability for Jalen Hood-Shafino at the next level. Now, 
some things with him. He's not a high-level athlete, which is a lot, for a lot of players, right? He's more of a below-the-rim player, and that's perfectly fine because he still is kind of quick, not, not necessarily as fast, right? In transition, there's going to be some concerns there with him just because of that, that lack of quickness and things like that. Um, he's not necessarily the highest efficiency score either when he's finishing around the rim. He's 45% from inside the three-point arc. So, again, an, uh, some promise there. Not, not necessarily horrible, right, in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he's patient at times, sometimes even too patient, and he has he's turnover prone so far. Right now, a two turnover to one assist ratio, so that's not good. He's not a natural point guard by any stretch of the imagination, and I can absolutely see him being miscast as a point guard at the next level if he goes to the, to the wrong team, and at that point, you're going to be taken away from some of his best skills. Next up, Julian Strother. This is a guy who can go anywhere between the mid to late first round as well. It just depends on how a team ranks his scoring ability because he is an outright amazing scorer. That's it. His, his ability to come in is his natural ability to come in and just score the basketball on almost all three levels. He needs to add to his frame. He doesn't finish through contact the best, right? That's why I've lab- I hesitated to label him a, a three-level scorer, but he definitely has that potential. He can be your scorer out on the wing big time going forward in the future, whether you have him in the bench or in the starting lineup. He can be a little sloppy at times. Um, he needs to tighten his handle a little bit, and he doesn't. He can't go left, right, which is there are some NBA players like a Jalen Brown uh, who can't go left to save their lives and is still turned into a pretty damn good NBA player, but that is definitely on his scouting report is he can't go left. Next up, Gregory Jackson. This is a 6'9", 215-pound power forward he's a hybrid forward at the next level has really good size right he uh can be out on the perimeter some seven foot wingspan which projects for him to be a really good rebounder and defender on top of that aggressive he's not shy he does not hesitate some of the issues with him foul trouble you see that a lot with big men coming into the nba is foul trouble right um some of his lack of efficiently scoring wise he's a 38 percent field goal percentage uh percentage shooter 32 percent from three-point range that you need to work on a little bit, right? So you, you see that he takes bad shots at times as well. Um, he takes shots early in the shot clock. But again, if you have a, a coach that's going to coach him up and a point guard there, you can see that, you know, taking the ball out of his hands. He's been labeled a ball hog at times. So again, you want to look out for that. Less than an assist per game as a freshman. So, uh, and lack of court vision. And I, and I know there's a lot of uh, negatives, but I, I overall, I think there's enough rawness here with Gregory Jackson as well that you can still get a hell of a player out of him in that 16 to 18 area. And then lastly here for the Utah Jazz, Maxwell Lewis. This is a 6'7", 195-pound shooting guard slash small forward out of Pepperdine. This guy is uh, long. He's an athlete. He has a mentality to just score the ball. If you go more defense early in the rounds, you can absolutely get a score still here down below. He wasn't really known on the national level as all. He was a late bloomer to basketball, so you want to look out for that. But he he grew into being Pepperdine's, basically their number one player in a lot of areas. Highly efficient, 50-40-84 as far as the shooting pl- splits. That's 50% from field goal range, 40% from three-point range, and an 84% free throw shooter. This guy just downright has that score mentality, and he's going to score the ball. On the weakness side of that, he's not good defensively at all right now he lacks intensity lacks consistency defensively and sometimes it seems like he can fall asleep off the ball now while his length and athleticism you would think that he could turn into a solid defender which he showed in flashes I think really with him 
it's going to be the focus. Once he realizes that he needs to dig in and what he can be defensively and how that can even help his team and the offensive side of the game, I can see him turning into a solid defender, but he's really not a plus defender right now. That's his big, biggest weaknesses. But those are some of the, the prospects I have on my board for the Utah Jazz. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything NBA related. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video, probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media.